We don't have any funny intro, but um, that's hey, you know I'm laughing. Yeah, all the way to think. <laughs> Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Tara, and I'm Riley, and we're here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time, as determined by the Bravo TV Network in the year 2004. And the movie with the 63rd scariest movie moment of all time is Deliverance from 1972, directed by John Borman. And what a movie it is. I, so this is like, this was a fun journey for me because Riley prepped me that there was like going to be like disturbing subject material coming forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, it's going to be like a movie that's bad, like did bad thing in movie. And it was like, no, did, did good thing in movie. Yeah. Like, alarmingly so. Yeah. I was unprepared um, for how well everything that happened yeah. in this movie was handled. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Woo-wee. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to be... And I, like, mentioned it to my... Well, so funny because my mom and I are always like, oh, let's hang out. And then we're like, should we watch a movie? And it's always like, can't... Will mom like this? And yeah. she was like, oh, deliverance. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I don't know. It has such a fucking reputation. And, like, it absolutely is as harrowing as people say it is. Yes. But it was so different from what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, I, I thought it was going to be, um, like, at the expense. I was thinking it would be, like, an exploitation yes deal but oh my god is this movie beautiful and i love it spoiler alert yeah it's really no it's really great and like we talked about like the way it treats appalachian people is like oh it's fraught yeah but it's 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 not without some merit i think right because i think the lesson i mean i think the message that they get across that like these guys are wrong for treating these people right. like that and making these assumptions yes. about them, whether or not the punishment they get deserves is worthy of the quote unquote crime. Right. Yeah. It's, it's there, no, there's something to it. It's, it's not perfect. Um, but it is great. Yeah. Still is it's, the thing. It's a good freaking movie. It really fucking is. D- bro. <laughs> Dude, my man. <laughs> My first note says LMAO 7 a.m. deliverance because I watched this at 7 (laughs) a.m. on a Monday morning. I said I was going to watch this in the morning and then I think I just I just barely did because I I watched it at like 11 (laughs) a.m. What a way to start your day. Truly. But the thing is, it's such like a charming opening. It like immediately it like fades up on like a bunch of buddies laughing and like this beautiful like scenic shot of the, the river. And you're like, oh, it really just starts yeah it's just like all of a sudden it's like a fun fun little buddy time and also there's so much like it's so here and there but it's such like an environmentalist commentary also which is amazing right because so the exposition that we get right in this opening narration is that there's this group of friends and they are traveling to the hold on don't tell me kahulawasi river Uh, Because it's about to be, there's about to be a dam built over the river. And Lewis, who's like the leader of the group, played by Burt Reynolds, is like, it's the last untouched, untamed, wild river in the South. Like, we have to explore it. We have to conquer it. We're men. But also the fact that as far back as 1972, we're talking about like the last unfucked up river in the South. That is terrifying. Yeah. Um, But there is definitely like the thing of conquering it, which... um, is like, hey. <laughs> and it's as we're kind of traveling up the river, it eventually starts to transition into this kind of industrial 
like construction site and it's like ah yeah and it's kind of that thing of like we are fucking with nature and so therefore nature is fucking with us back and it really does it really does that's like someone in the bravo special says this but like wilderness is the great equalizer yes like you're gonna get fucked by nature no matter who you are right and like right right up front we also somebody i think it's bobby is like are there gonna be hillbillies there and he's like all right there's gonna be people who have not seen a very very big town in their life because they are from like a small rural area which i believe comes from lewis which surprised me because then he becomes like very outspoken outspokenly rude to the mountain people that they encounter yeah, Lewis is really wild. I mean, they all are, to be fair, except Drew, really. <laughs> yeah, Drew's pretty chill. The only the only time I get annoyed is, like, he's always very shocked when, like, the children don't want to talk to him. And I'm like, right. you're a stranger, yeah. dude. <laughs> but, like, other than... I like this man is... I He just screams, like, math teacher. Yeah, and he's, like, the only one to not openly mock the townsfolk to their faces. So. Literally. He's just chilling and, like, befriends a little child with a banjo. We'll get there. Oh, will we get to the banjo? He only loses points like two times. Yeah. He's the winner. Well, <laughs> I guess he's not the winner <laughs> in this movie. Um, I meant to do this more concretely and I just didn't, but I wanted to track points. And then I was like, I can't like assign point values to like being a dick to people, you know? <gasps> we should watch it again and we should do that. We should. But he only lost two points and then he gained them back for doing otherwise lovely things. Yeah. He's cool in my books. I like Drew. Anyway. That's the thing. Like, these characters are so well written that, like, even though, like, a lot of them are dicks, like, there are things to love. Like, they are so real and so human. Like, there are things that I really connect with with each one of them. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's It's awesome. This movie rocks. I'm going to be really excited this whole episode. You should. It's such a good movie. I said it, I think, last, not last time, Near Dark was the 80s. I love movies from the 70s. Yes. Oh, it was during Marathon Man. This is such a 70s fucking movie. It really is. It really is. Huh. Um, but basically, as as in many other movies, a bunch of white men show up at a place <laughs> and are immediately rude to the locals. <laughs> like, yeah. without missing a fucking beat. Like, really so immediately. They, like, roll up to a gas station, basically. Yes. Um, and it's, like, a little rundown. Um, and they all get out. And immediately lewis is like well there's like nobody's here and they're like don't upset the hillbillies like and it's like hey guys talk quieter and have like, you considered bobby is like immediately like this is such a shithole and i'm like you're yeah. screaming in front of the people who live here like please shut Literally. the fuck up so like a man who runs the gas station walks out and fucking lewis who's burt reynolds is like he's like see those cars and it's like yeah it's very much like do you know what a car is it's very literally when i used to watch the amazing race all the time whenever they would go to a different country they would just start speaking louder at people and like yes like louder and slower as if that will make Uh someone understand a language they don't speak (laughs) right but that's how he treats them like he's like see those cars we want to bring them down to aintree and it's funny because they're all saying aintree and all the locals say aintree that's such a good touch isn't that such a good little yeah. thing? But the guy's like, we need people to drive them to town. And he's like, well, I can't do that. You could probably get the Griner brothers. And then later he like circles back and he's like, I don't think you understood me. Yeah. And it's like, they're just all know, being dicks. Except for Drew. Except for Drew. Who just takes out his guitar and is like noodling around. 
and he's like tuning up i guess and there's a little a little guy a little boy sitting on like a porch swing or like a bench and he's got a banjo in his lap and uh drew like plays a couple notes and the kid like replicates them and he like notices and he lights up and they start going back and forth and they start playing dueling banjos it's it goes so hard it's so good and the kid is so good and so like good at the banjo yeah that he that, that drew's like i'm lost i can't keep up and he's so fucking delighted and he's so engaged with this yes. kid and the kid is smiling they're both smiling so big and then i believe it's the gas station attendant just like starts dancing because like yeah the, the music is so good like you literally cannot it's not awesome. like smile tap your toes and like i had chills because like the power of music is bringing these people literally. together literally and these two guys walk down they're like who's playing the banjo and it's um they're speaking to Ed, who's John Voight, and... Um, Which, sorry, I meant to bring this up sooner, but since we're talking about John Voight, I just want to acknowledge that he's a MAGA wackadoo, and that's really kidding. unfortunate. I and know that. that sucks about him. And I didn't want to not address that, especially given what's going on in the world right now. Yep. Fuck that guy. He's really yeah, good fuck. in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's excellent. I just didn't want to not say fuck John Voight while we're talking no, about his movie. No, I appreciate it because the whole time I was writing things about how good he was acting. He's, no, he's I amazing. Like, I feel like he's a bad man. No, but I couldn't remember why. This has got to be like one of his best performances. Like he is so amazing in this movie. But I just want to acknowledge that he's a shitty person. Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, so um, the guys and the guys are like, "Who's playing the banjo?" And they don't. They just look at him, and I'm like, "Can you just be like, oh, our buddy Drew?" Right. You know, but like the guys come over and like one of them starts whistling along. It's just nice. It's so nice and it's so fucking fun. And like, if you have any prior knowledge of this movie, you know shit's about to go so wrong. So to like right. have a moment like this that is just so purely joyous and fun, like made it all the more devastating. Because I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, and that's the thing too, because it's this nice moment of like, like cross cultural connection you know like yeah. these people are coming from two very different worlds and they're all finding common ground in something yeah which no one is gonna do at all again for a long time no nope, never um i have fun facts about this scene that i could say or not say okay so the dancing that was improvised that guy was just like i'm gonna fucking dance right now because was he i know a lot of the people who were playing townsfolk were just people who lived in the town that they were filming in in georgia and i don't know if he was an actor if he was just a dude who I lived there i think he was i think he was just a dude who lived there that rocks and the little boy definitely was as yeah. well um and so basically they finish the song and it's really cute but then drew goes up to like shake his hand he's like you play a damn mean banjo and everything and the kid looks away and he right. like, won't acknowledge him um, but the kid, um, he liked the actor who played Drew, Ronnie Cox. He liked him so much yeah. that he wouldn't, he like couldn't get himself to do it, but he did not like Neil Beatty. So they had Neil Beatty walk over <laughs> so he could do so it. He could scowl. So cute. I love that. I could talk about that movie for a million years. I really, I like, I cannot overstate how much I adore this movie. Like, I think it is so amazing. <laughs> it's so good. It's just really good. My newest personality trait is obsessed with deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> and you should be. You're right to be. Oh, God. There's also a moment where um, Bobby goes to talk to the gas station attendant. And it's just like very openly making fun of how he's wearing his hat, which is just on his head. He says, I like the way you wear that hat. 
And then the attendant says to him, you don't know nothing, which is true. Literally. (laughs) And he really doesn't, too. But it's like, and he's like encouraging everyone to just go mock these people. And is he the one who like says to Drew, like, ah, just give him some money when the kid won't shake his hand? Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't think he needs money right now. I don't know. That's a weird thing to do. Yeah, it's it's well, it's like the it's like um, this is not a charity. You don't just walk into a place right. and be like, oh, they need my money here. Like, like, look at you on your front porch enjoying your banjo. Surely you need monetary assistance. Exactly. Also, immediately, and like, let me preface this by saying, Bobby's not that fat. Correct. He's a little husky. He's bigger than the other three guys. Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And immediately, Lewis, who doesn't know him very well, is like, hey, chubby. He calls him that. I don't think he ever calls him Bobby once. It's just chubby. literally, And like, boy, I'm like, hey, fuck you. Which like, I thought that was so interesting to me that they weren't just like four best friends. Like they all knew each yeah. other on a different level. And yeah. something that I think is really well done in this movie is like the individual relationships that each men have with each other, like one on one are like very intricately different. And you can see the specific differences for how this person relates to this person or that person, which can be really hard to do when you have like an ensemble cast like this. It's amazing. And I, you kind of get the sense that everyone kind of knows each other through Ed. I feel like, yeah, I get that. But he's sense. the main connecting force. He, mm-hmm. Well, he's the one who brought uh, Bobby. Yeah. And like Lewis is Ed's best friend. And he's like, come on, guys, this will be fun. Yeah. And then like they both know uh, Drew, Drew from. He's like their other friend. Yeah. We don't really know where. Finally, like, like negotiate that they need someone to drive these cars into town. And the gas station attendant's like, I can't do that. But go to the Griner brothers. Mm-hmm. They'll help you out. So they go. And one of the brothers is walking around. And they are like, again, rude to him. Right. Uh, he's like, well, why are, why would we be driving your cars like down to Aintree? And he's like, he's like, oh, well, we're going to go on the, uh, the Kala, you had it before. Kahulawasi River. Kahulawasi. Uh, we're going to go canoe down the Kahulawasi. And he goes, what the hell you want to go fuck around on that river for? And he goes, because it's there. Shut up. Because it's there. He's like the quintessential harbinger of doom. He's like, don't do what you're going to do. It will go badly. And they're like, fuck you. We can do whatever we want. And like, instead of being like, oh, well, we really wanted to admire the river before it's dammed up or anything. He's just like, oh, it's just there. Like, they they can't show enthusiasm for anything. Like, nothing that could possibly, like, make them vulnerable in someone else's eyes. Yeah. But what's really frustrating is that almost kind of works because one of the brothers is like negotiating up because he's like, oh, we'll pay you 30 bucks. He's like, nah, 50. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 50 my ass. And Ed, Lewis and Ed are together. Bobby and Drew are still driving up. And Ed is like, um, maybe you shouldn't talk to them like that. Right. And he's like, I said 50 my ass. And the guy's like, fine, 40. Fuck you. But like, he, you can see he kind of respects it. And then they agree, um, and so the Griner brothers get in the one car to drive it, and notably, they bring a shotgun with them. Yes! Which I was yes! like, um, guys? And then, like, in a brilliant moment of, like, I have an idea, uh, Lewis, like, aggressively cuts the Griners off. He, like, refuses to let them take the lead and lead them to, like, the river entrance they're going to or whatever. He's like, no, 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 like, I can know the way better than them. I can't let them show us the way. Like, oh my such god. A, such a, Lewis has such a fucking complex. It's absolutely out of control. Um, and he's also driving like a fucking maniac. 
Yeah, that's like, Ed says, Lewis, you're going to kill us both, which I was like, is that foreshadowing? Yeah. I said, men will literally take their life in their hands instead of going to therapy. Honest to God. They're just like generally being dicks and they do get lost. Like they take a wrong turn and end up yeah. in the wrong spot and have to back up. And it's really embarrassing. Yeah. And the grinders are like, where the fuck are you going? And they're like, to the river. He's like, yeah, you're going the <laughs> wrong way. Stupid. That's And then I believe it's Lewis who says, sometimes you have to lose yourself before you can find anything. And boy, are they, are they going to lose themselves and find God. something? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It was at this moment that I noted begrudgingly that John Voight pretty. He sucks, but he was a pretty man in this movie. Wish he didn't suck, though. He <laughs> literally. Um, just like heads up. I might simp. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're separating art from the artist as we do literally every episode. Because <laughs> pretty much every movie we talk about has some fucking monster in it. But so, the, I don't even remember. I guess they're getting ready to canoe. Mm-hmm. And Lewis is like, hey, you can't judge people by the way they look. Um, and it's like, yeah, but you're also still being an asshole, <laughs> which like, you is, know, <laughs> this is apropos to nothing. But speaking of appearance, Lewis is wearing like some fucking BDSM <laughs> vest. <laughs> no, literally, I was waiting like, to bring up the vest. It's so weird. It's like a wearing? wetsuit vest because that's like the that's the main reason I knew they were doing deliverance in Bob's Burgers because Bob is wearing some stupid weird vest. It's so weird. It looks like it must chafe horribly. Yeah, it looks like it looks like it's a wetsuit. It's I'm googling <laughs> deliverance vest to see if we're the only people. I'm like, what's going on here? It literally says deliverance wetsuit vest. What's going on? Oh yeah, that's what it is. It looks so bizarre. Maybe I'm just not outdoorsy enough to know, but that's the thing too. Is like, he's like the leader of this little group and he's got all like the high tech equipment. He's got these fancy bow and arrows and this fancy fucking wetsuit vest, which is the thing of like, he we will get into this later, but he like wants to be a nature man so badly, but just can't quite do it. Like he spends all this money to like get the best equipment. It's like, well, if you were really living off the land, you wouldn't be like buying the fancy dancy equipment. It's fascinating. But yeah. So, and Lewis also just like, he's just generally a jerk. Yeah. Like he's very gruff and abrasive. I just can't imagine calling a contemporary boy. Like that's something you do to belittle someone. (laughs) And Bobby just takes it. Bobby does. I was like, this is someone you don't know. It's like your best friend's other buddy and you're being a jackass. Yeah. But also that's so part of what his deal is. Right. Because he's clearly very attached to Ed. And like, I wrote like, movies really act like skinny people never trip and fall because part (laughs) of our, like literally, it's like if you're thin, you've never (laughs) fallen down once in your life. Like only fat people fall. And like, yeah, I fall down sometimes, but I'm also nimble other times. But, like, to establish that Bobby doesn't know what he's doing, he, like, trips a little bit and, like, is otherwise kind of bumbling. And what's funny is that of all the actors, Neil Beatty's the one who had canoeing experience and none of the other ones did. The only bitch who knew how to canoe. <sighs> and he had to be like, oh, gorsh, I don't know. Yeah, literally. It's exactly fucking like that. I hate it. Because here's the thing, folks. These guys did all their own stunts. <laughs> And they had no insurance. No insurance. They did their own fucking canoeing. Because there's a moment, we're about to get into the canoeing scene. There's a moment mm-hmm. where they're canoeing. And I'm like, we are very clearly seeing all the actors' faces. Like, there's no way this is a yeah. stunt double. There's no way this is, like, sophisticated CGI. I'm like, yeah. they're just driving these canoes. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, 
it's so not okay. It's so dangerous. It sounds like almost everybody died while making this movie. <laughs> Literally, it's the wild fucking west. It is so frightening. That's my notes say in all caps. The production wasn't insured. <laughs> And immediately when they came up on like a little, there's like a little swoop of like fast, like little tiny, tiny rapids. And I was like, <sighs> it's so stressful. Well, because the rapids look tiny, but then once you're in them, they look so dramatic. They look so fucking scary. Because they're canoeing around and they're going under this big old bridge. Yeah. And Drew looks up and he sees the banjo kid is like standing on top of the bridge. He's like, hey, it's my buddy. But he's just kind of looking down at him and his expression is very hard to read. Like he yeah. looks almost scared for them like he's like oh shit this is oh, not gonna yeah. be good it's what i was reading from him i i got nothing but uh, the, drew makes this like hilarious like incredulous face like kind of up at him and i'm like drew <laughs> stranger danger well, you don't remember me and it's like i think he knows who you are you saw him five minutes ago and nobody else here looks like you <laughs> literally it's so dumb the boys are having a fun time yeah um but i was wondering like what the purpose of putting the most unexperienced member of your group directly up front oh because like i ahead, actually sorry. know why but finish your question well just because they they pair him with lewis which does make sense mm-hmm. um but then it's like You'd think maybe we would not put at the very helm of the whole operation the man who does not know how to canoe, except that he does. So you actually, when you're like canoeing or kayaking or something like that, you want to put the person who is either stronger or a better canoer in the back because they're the one who like does the steering and like in the front, you're more just like giving it power to get it to go. But if you're in the back, you control where the canoe goes. I did not know that. Fun fact. Very cool. I used to go canoeing with my dad. Oh hell yeah. I tried to kayak once. I was very bad at it. My arms got tired Kayaking's so quick. Kayaking is really fun, but yeah, my arms get tired so fast. It's so hard. The whole time I was watching them steer being like, would I be able to remember how to do that? That's the thing is, like, I was like, good lord, this all feels so natural. And it's just because these four actors were trying not to die. <laughs> Literally. And they're just screaming and hollering and trying to get through these rapids. It's incredible. That's the thing. Like, communication looks really natural. Because it is. <laughs> Yeah, because it's real. <laughs> That's the thing in like scenes where they aren't just trying not to die. Like it, everything is just so natural and they just talk like yeah. real people and it's incredible. There's this really good moment that drives me fucking batshit insane where they're all talking about something and Lewis like really, really intentionally cuts Bobby off several times. Yes, it's when they get down and they do get through the rapids eventually. It's quite thrilling. And then Bobby saying something like, remember back there when we were and lewis just cuts him off and starts talking about something entirely different like it's so and like i think he tries to speak like multiple times it it makes me angry man oh man you know (laughs) yep um so they get past that first initial stretch of rapids um and they find a place to camp for the night so they dock their their canoes and they get out and they set up little tents and stuff and like there's a there's a full tent that Drew and Bobby share, and then <laughs> Lewis is in like a full lean to like yeah. three inches off the ground. It's like all right, we get it. It's so silly. He's like he like sets up a sheet under some like over some sticks. 
he's and very, like lays down on a piece of paper he's very like a survivalist type guy because earlier he and ed are like fishing with his crossbow and he says something about how like machines and systems are going to fail us one day so we need to be oh, able yeah. to survive on our own and ed says something interesting which is the system's done all right by me and like sure it has like yeah. from your perspective i'm sure the system is great right you're so right Right, because they have that conversation where Lewis is like, ah, you know, you got the wife and the kids and everything, and like mm-hmm. that's good enough for you for now. And he's like, um, also, it, it's just, it's good. It's just good for me. And Lewis is like, no. And he's like, all right. Lewis <laughs> is like, why fine. do you go on these trips with me? And it's, again, right. I think we talked about this in like Marathon Man. It's like a case of a man not understanding that someone just likes spending time with him. Like, that's just your best friend, and he likes to do stuff with you, and he likes to get away with you. And he's like, why do you do these trips with me if, like, you have a wife and a kid and a house and blah, blah, blah? It's like, because he likes doing stuff with you, dude. Yeah. I don't know why, but he does. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Oh, it's it's crazy. It's so... It's so wackadoo, the way that men can't communicate feelings. But we got some good movies out of it. We sure did. (laughs) Also, while they're camping, they, like, have a little dinner. And Bobby's like, wow, the water and the woods really have something that we've lost in the city. And then I think Ed is like, well, we didn't lose it. We sold it. Yes. And I was like, bro, (laughs) yeah. And that's when Lewis hears something or thinks he hears something in the woods. And he goes off. He's like, I know these woods. And he goes off into the woods. And I believe it's Ed who says... Like, he doesn't know the woods. He learned the woods, but he can't feel the woods, which is like you were talking about earlier. Like, there's certain things, like, you can't buy. You can't learn. Like, you just have to have it within you. And he wants that so bad, but he just does not have that, it would seem. It's so good. It's so cool. This is also, like, a silly note, but he goes off, and the guys are like, where the fuck did he go? And then he (laughs) pops back into frame from, like, the other direction. And they're like, where... Where did you come from? <laughs> it's very funny. Also, just not for nothing, uh, Drew is like playing a little song for them on his guitar and serenading yeah. them. And he has a beautiful voice. He's lovely. It's I care so about nice. him so much. I know. I also just really like that he and he and Bobby shared a tent because they're like relative strangers. I think so, right? Yeah. Well, Bobby's a relative stranger to everybody except Ed. Yeah. But like, because Drew's not an asshole, he doesn't drum up this rapport of like, fuck you. Right. You know? Like, oh, a new friend. How lovely. Yeah. He's like, we'll share a tent. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> also, Bobby hilariously is like, I'm going to go jack off. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's like not I'm going to fuck my air mattress. Literally. He's like, it's like a portable broad. I'm like, are you okay? Like suddenly they're having so much fun. It's great. It's so goofy. Um, so eventually they all go to bed and in the morning, Ed has like a little tippy toe solo hunt in the woods. Yes. Oh my God. Which is important because we find that when he like draws his bow to shoot um, a deer that he finds, he cannot do it. Yeah. Like his hands start shaking and like he's very overcome because they have a conversation at the campsite where Lewis is like, yeah, it's um it's like it's one thing to like shoot a bow and it's another thing to hunt. And he's like mm-hmm. a lot of like really talented archers can like hit their mark every time and then if they try to shoot a wild animal, they fucking can't. Like they freeze up. There's like a psychological response. Absolutely. And then Drew, God bless him, is like, I don't know how you could ever kill an animal. And I'm like, love you. That's my boy. <laughs> That's my baby. But yeah, so 
Ed comes back with nothing. He like fires the bow and it misses so much. Yeah, he kind of just almost just like lets it go, like not even firing. It just like goes off in a direction. Because we get this beautiful split diopter shot where like the arrow is in focus and his face is in focus and everything's just like trembling and so tense. But yeah, because he comes back and it seems like he has something he wants to say to Lewis. And I can't figure out what it was. But like, he seems like he has something important he wants to say. But then like Lewis gets off on some other track. Yes, no, exactly. I feel like he's almost like, hey, listen, like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I think he's almost maybe afraid of the nature, like, like maybe we should go he's back. Like, we shouldn't be fucking around with this, you know? Like, yeah. I, like I shouldn't be marching up in here trying to kill innocent animals. This is also just a fucking beautiful river. It's so gorgeous. Jesus fucking Christ. It's incredible. Because they get back on the river, yes? Yeah. So the canoe containing Ed and Bobby, they pull off to like take a break, pee, I don't know, whatever they're going to do. And once they pull their boat off to the shore, they see two people up up in the woods. Um, and they're not excited to see other people. Understandably, because at this point, it's been made pretty clear to them that like no one is supportive of them doing this. Right. And now like, like happening upon people in the middle of the woods, that's not a good feeling. And they, of course, like deal with it the exact wrong way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, hey, like, if you have a still nearby, which is a distillery that took me a hot second, yeah. like, we don't want any trouble. Like, we'll buy your booze. Ha 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 Like, who said we're making booze up here? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's the presumptuousness. It sucks. And, like, to be clear, these two men are not good men that we're yes. running into. They are, they are bad people. Yes. However, one of them says the word dad blamed. Like, instead of, like, oh, yeah. god damned. And I really liked that. So I don't entirely know how to speak about this because I think this scene is incredible and I really want to talk about this scene, but I don't want to get too like nitty gritty in the details about it Yes, because that, I don't know what that does for anybody, you know? No. But like, it's a stunning scene in its It's, own way. Yeah. It's incredibly well acted. Yeah. Um, So, but before we carry on, just a trigger warning for sexual assault. If you're familiar with Deliverance, this is the squeal like a pig scene. It's really upsetting. Um, I think I'll put in the description, like the specific timestamps when we were talking in detail about this scene. So you can skip it if you would like to, if you know what happens and don't want to hear about it. Godspeed, carry on. Love you. Yeah. I think what's, and what's so great about it is that it's like very insidious and subtle and terrifying because things get like a very different flavor of aggressive like yes really quickly yes and it's all done in like real time there's no tricky editing or cuts like you really just see what's happening and there's no score there's no soundtrack you just hear what's happening and it's it really like is very immersive and feels like you're there and it's not a good feeling at all no it's fucking brutal so they're having this tense conversation but it takes a very sudden turn when the two men who came down from the mountain or the hill excuse me pull a gun on them when they try to leave and that just like everything just shifts in that moment yes oh we're not just having an argument like these guys are going to kill us right and they're like listen like what can we can we do for you here like what do you want from us that we can make this like be done now and they say to ed get up against that tree and they say to Bobby, take your pants off. And I'm like, oh, like, because 
everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people know this scene. I didn't know this scene happened so early in the movie. Ah. Like, I didn't know this was, like, an inciting incident of the movie, almost. Right. No, that's true. It really, it really is. It happened so early. It's, like, half an hour, 40 minutes into the movie. I thought it would be, like, the climax, like, the biggest, baddest, worst thing to happen to them would be right. the scene. Like, it's the culmination of their terrible trip. But it is, like, the thing that kicks off all the shit. It's so, And they, they restrain Ed so he can't intervene. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, so he has to watch. Yeah. And and one of the men assaults Bobby. Yeah. Um, and it's horrendous. It's a it's like prolonged. It's it's really it's horrible. The thing it's just like really good performances from everyone. So it's that's the really thing. awful. I'm laughing not because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's horrible. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I was I was very impressed with his performance. Yes, especially because like I don't know what the culture was like in the 1970s. But, like, even now, yes. it's, it's very difficult, I think, for us as a society to, like, figure out how to talk about men being assaulted. That's, like, this feels so advanced. That, no, exactly. And because a lot of the scene is also focused on Ed's face, so a lot of it is, a lot of yes. it we don't see, I mean, we see a lot, but a lot of it is not yeah. of the actual assault, it's of Ed witnessing the assault, and, like, his expression, and you see him seeing it, and that's, like... Oh, oh, it's horrible. And, like, you see him sort of, like, bounce back and forth between, like, I, I literally can't move. Like, how am I going to get right. out of this before? And, like, he sort of starts to try, and they immediately pull a knife on him. Like, it's... And <sighs> so all of this is happening. They finish with Bobby, for lack of a better term. And then they mm. come over to Ed. And, like, they say something like, you got a pretty mouth or something like oh, that. Yeah. Indicating that he's going to be next. And the two men are standing in front of him and we see him see the second canoe pull up to the shore. Right. And like my impulse was like, oh no. I was like, fuck, like they're going to get these guys too. I didn't think for a second that what was going to happen is like, oh, they're here to save us. Like they're here to save the day. Oh, I was, I figured I was like, I was like, good. (laughs) I don't know. My brain was just like, no, they're going to get you too. Like I was like, fucking run. That's fair. I think. I think for me is it's like we know Lewis is a violent man. Yeah, I feel like Lewis gets shit done. Let me tell you. Yeah, um, basically he sees what's about to happen and fires on the man who assaulted Bobby, mm-hmm. and the man who is about to assault Ed runs away. Yeah, worth mentioning for down the road, the man who was going to assault Ed is missing several of his front teeth. Yeah. Um, which like is just important for later. Yeah, we're not just saying that to say it. You know, it's not just like he 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 has mi- like teeth missing. It's like that's an identifiable thing. Right, that's going to be important. And like not for nothing, in the credits they're credited as like mountain man and toothless man. So <laughs> literally, it's ridiculous. But so Lewis like shoots the the first rapist with an arrow through the chest, all the way through. It's it's fucking nuts. stunning. <laughs> Um, and like, not to be like this, but he goes to Ed and Drew goes to Bobby and like, that just made my heart yeah. do a little, little ba-boom. Yeah. Oh, I think it's Ned Beatty. What were we saying? Neil. Sorry, Ned Beatty. Uh, hey, we love you. You're talented. I think he passed away. I don't think. Yeah. He passed. Oh, he passed away in 2021. Yeah. Holy shit. He passed away almost exactly a year ago. Sorry, Ned Beatty. No, he fucking rocks in this movie. I feel bad. I got his He's name so wrong. He's so good. No, it's Okay. <laughs> You were like a letter off. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ned. I also was completely with you. And then I looked at my notes and I was like, why does that say Ned? <laughs> I'm like, his name is Ed. Surely the actor can't be Ned. Wait, he's not even <laughs> Ned. Never mind. 
We have to remember so many white There's man so names. so many names. <laughs> Ed, Bobby, Lewis, and Drew, leave me alone. But anyway, not to be like this, but they all tend to Bobby in a way that I was very, like, touched by. I, like, I texted you. I started, like, sobbing, crying over deliverance, like, in my bed. And it was, like, the, it, it wasn't even the scene. It was the aftermath of the yes. scene. And yes. the way they talk about it and the way, like, they care for one another. I was so no. not expecting it's incredible because Drew is like sobbing. Drew is sobbing and like, they're like, what are we going to do? Because we are responsible for killing a guy. Like now there's murder going on. Like, what are we going to do? Yes. And Drew is sobbing and he's like, we have to tell the police. Like they were sexually assaulting two of our party members. And just like, I don't know why, but to like hear a man in this movie, like be like, this was sexual assault. No, literally. I just like wasn't expecting to hear it in such plain terms spoken about like that. And it makes yes. it like so real. And it just like, thunders you down to earth and grounds you and i just started weeping no because there's it's that's never acknowledged and like they don't skirt around it. they don't say attacked like he right. says sexually assaulted and like not to be but i was like really impressed that they didn't use the word rape like i don't know why yeah and the fact because in like the introduction of this movie someone says like they're raping the landscape and i was like oh yes <laughs> Yes, God, you're so right. I forgot about that. But then, like, once it happens to one of them, they're like, like, you two were sexually assaulted. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, the fact they acknowledge, like, Ed went through something horrible, too. Yes, yes, when, exactly. Like, obviously, like, Bobby is the primary focus. But they're like, you right. two were being sexually assaulted. No, it's true. Uh, it's like... Sorry. <laughs> it's crazy. No, and because, like, Drew is, like, immediately goes to him and kind of helps him up onto his feet. And they're, like, putting his clothes back on him. Yeah, that's, like, Ed's, like, redressing him. Oh, yeah. my God. It's just, it's, it's very, it's very tender in a way that we don't get to see a lot. I don't know. And like, this is a common theme for me. I get really sad, but like they, everyone is so scared. Everyone's so yes. shaken and so scared. It's like so devastating to see. Because it's like, now they get it. Now they get that they're not safe here. That's, it's you know like, what I mean? It like, what was supposed to be like a fun weekend with the boys. Like there's, there's no coming back from this. Like something right. terrible has happened and you guys have murdered someone. And like, that's really real. Right. And they get into this conversation. It's amazing. It's, oh my God. And, um, I can't even talk. <laughs> I know. I know. Drew was like, this is justifiable homicide. Like it was, it was defense of right. others. Right. Right. And like, yeah, logically, yes. But then Lewis brings up a very important point. That's like, if we get arrested, we'll be put on trial. We'll be put on trial in this town where probably everybody at least knows each other. If not, everybody is related to each other. Like, there's no way they're going to side with us on this. Right. And like, it's also uh, like, because you want to be like, no, fuck you. You're being like you're being bigoted but like it is true that they are like they are interlopers they are coming in right. and then asking a bunch of people to believe that members of their own community yes sexually assaulted a man yes and it's like no one is going to believe that as much as i was like drew is right fuck you lewis like because i feel like particularly in horror movies like someone will kill the bad guy or like the monster the antagonist whatever like you kill the bad guy and it's like yay woohoo we did it but like right if like you killed someone and that's yeah. something you have to deal with and to like see them reckon with that in this movie is like yes. a take that I feel like we don't see a lot it's also interesting because like in point of fact Lewis is the one who killed him right but they all they're like we did it 
Yeah, exactly. They're like, we have to deal with this. Um, well, and Bobby brings up a point. He's like, I don't want people to know that this happened. Like, yes. Like, I don't want to go to the cops because I don't. And which is like completely fair within his rights. He's like, I don't right. want people to know this happened to me. Literally. So like another reason for not going to the cops. It's so awful. And the other thing that's so stunning about this scene is like the dead body is just like propped up against a tree. It's like the centerpiece of this scene. They're like talking over it. It's fucking crazy. And like Lewis and Drew really get into it because Drew is very staunchly like we have to follow the law. Right. And Lewis is like, no, we have to fucking bury this body like where no one will ever find it. Yeah. And they get into, oh man, they get into this fight and Lewis is like, you're wrong if you don't think this is a game. Because Drew's like, I'm sick of your games. Like, we're not playing a game here. Like, this isn't one of your survivalist games. Right. And he's like, Lewis, this is not your place. And then Lewis goes, where's the law, Drew? <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'm literally going to watch this movie again tonight. I love it so much. But that's the thing that's so amazing is that, like, Bobby and Ed are, like, near expressionless. Yes. And Drew yes. and Lewis are having this yes. shouting match. <laughs> Fuck, dude. This like Ned Beatty's performance right here is like the best of the whole movie. He it's just stunning. like, but like something terrible has happened to him, and like he is, you can see him processing it, but he's like not moving a facial muscle. It's no, and twice he lunges at the body. Yeah, yeah. Still nothing. Nothing. It's incredible. So it basically it comes down to Ed to vote on what they're gonna do, and Ed ultimately says, "I'm with Lewis." It's like mm-hmm. that's his guy. He's not gonna go against his bestie. And so, like, very shallow grave, they take the body. And it's a very shallow grave, mind you. It's a very shallow grave. They're all digging by hand. Um, And they're all digging. And then something just shifts. And Drew starts digging, like, fervently. Yeah. Like, he's so upset. But, like, he can't go against the group. There's only four of them. Right. So they bury the body. They do not do a good job. They don't. Like, there's an arm sticking out. And I was like, is no one going to fix that? And, like, Ed fixes it. But, like, oh, my God. And, like, their idea is, like, because this lake is going to get flooded, like, it'll just... Right. No one's going to be digging this up. But I'm like, I'd be worried about the body floating up to the surface. Yeah, you'd think. Because they do not bury it deep at all. No. Whatever. There's just this beautiful, like, kind of off-center shot of the four of them, like, kind of, like, crouched around where they bury the body. And it's just, like, on the backdrop of this gorgeous river. And it's just so striking. And, like, again, the whole burial scene happens in silence. No music. Right. We're just, like, watching them dig and bury this body. Um, And then there's a moment where it seems like Ed and Drew are both praying over the body. Uh, And then they book it back to the canoes. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. It's because at at one point, right after... um, the the first attacker has been shot drew is like is there anything we can do for him like because i feel like not to be like this but like i feel like in this political climate it's very much like if there's a rapist dying right in front of you like yeah i don't know not to say that i'm like in this political climate but i feel like as like people's bodily autonomy is being taken away and like it was very hard to watch this movie on what is it on june 27th 2022 and not think about current events and like within that context it adds obviously a not an intentional layer from the filmmakers standpoint but a layer that i could not ignore while watching it no absolutely and it's like i'm sitting there like don't do anything for him there is no need but like things weren't this way back then where it was like well this is a dying human yeah you know i don't know maybe i'm being no 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 you're right extreme yeah it was just and like like i would never pray over 
like a body that did that. This movie really like beautifully deals with life's unanswerable questions in that way. Right. Where it's like, what would you do or what's the right thing to do? And like, you don't, there, you don't fucking know. There's not a right answer. Right. No, exactly. Ugh. Dude. So, okay. I love Deliverance. <laughs> no, it's a fucking great movie. It's a what great fucking movie. What is wrong with me? Apparently, the author of this book was a maniac, too. Did you yeah, read about Yeah, he would that? show up on set, like, so drunk all the time. And he broke the director's nose. Oh, God, yeah. They got in a fist fight about the canoe scene. Yeah, they would get into fist fights, like, regularly, I think. John Borman was like, it was, like, going, like, nine rounds or something. The author of the book got kicked off the set, basically. Um... And what he said in response to that was he told the actors, it appears that my presence will be most, bear with me while I try to say this word, efficacious? Efficacious? I think so. It appears my presence will be most efficacious by its absence. And Burt Reynolds replied saying, does that mean he's going or staying? (laughs) (laughs) But so, okay, they buried the body and they get back into their canoes and Drew and Ed are paired back up and Lewis and Bobby are paired back Mm -hmm. up, I believe. And Drew, like, just either doesn't put on or takes off his life jacket. Yeah. And they're quickly approaching some rapids again. And Ed is like, Drew, put your life vest on. And he does not. He he, he does not. And then also, like, he's not. He starts, like, pa- he stopped paddling, rather. Yeah. Like, he's sort of paddling. And then he'll just sort of lift it up out. And then, from my perspective, Drew jumps off the boat. That's what I saw as well. Like, he takes a look at the rapids and just, like, tosses himself over the side of the boat. Yes. Okay. Shocking. Fuck. Yeah. And Ed's like, fuck, because his canoe mate is gone. And so his canoe just kind of, like, slams into one of the rocks. And the other canoe slams into them, shatters the canoe. They're down a fucking canoe. And now they're all launched out of their boats and just, like, free falling through these rapids. It's, it's horrifying. nuts. Because the wooden canoe breaks and then the metal canoe, like, hits a rock so hard that Lewis and Bob Bobby like fly they out like, almost over the rapids. They are ejected from the canoe. It's crazy. It's oh my god. And like for several minutes I wrote how the fuck did they film this movie? How did they not die? I, like it's insane. Because when he's climbing later, you can tell it's edited. No, he did that. Isn't that fucking insane? I'm going to fucking mean, kill him. It's just like things I've read online and things people have said. I wasn't there. No, I believe but it. it. They said that he climbed that rock face. That's insane. That's fucking nuts. There are some moments where they're like getting real close up face shots yeah, yeah, of yeah, him yeah, being yeah. like, and like, that's when you can tell. That's nuts. That, that's what they say. God fucking damn it. I'm no, I'm certain that's true. I'm certain. Because they, they make a reference about not having insurance. Like there's yeah. no risk that way. Because I think that's Bobby's job. He's like an insurance yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's no right. One that's needs right. That. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck you. You're wrong. But it's also crazy because Lewis just like takes it like a water slide. Like the, the, other, the guys are all like tumbling around. He just slides right down on his butt. It's crazy. So I was like, he's going to be fine. However. Okay. Anyway. So Drew's just committed suicide. Um, yeah. And like, it's never quite addressed. Like, I believe it's being yeah. left open to interpretation. But that's what I interpret because they all... First, we get Ed popping up out of the water. Then we got Bobby. And then here comes Lewis. Lewis screaming about his leg. Yes. His yes. leg is fucked. But then he's also like, Drew got shot. And I'm like, when? Yeah. 
No, and I thought he was. I thought he was gaslighting them. I really thought he was like he might have been, or like he was just like in so much pain. He was just like yeah. saying things. That's the thing. I don't think it was necessarily as malevolent as I read it, but in my head, I'm like, oh well, we hate these people now. Yeah, because they assaulted Bobby and Ed. So he's just like, you gotta like revenge now now. they shot drew you have to find him and you have to kill him and everyone's like what what (laughs) yeah basically because the presumption is that it's the other attacker the toothless man quote unquote yeah that he is somewhere like up above them on the cliffs shooting down on them yeah like lewis is pointing he goes the toothless guy shot him he's right up there and i'm like yeah what do you mean lewis I like I've read that is very disingenuous um and that might not what be it what they're yeah like that might not be what they're trying to imply he's doing but it just that's how it read to me but basically they are fucked because they can't move Lewis because his leg is broken like there's like there's a bone that you can see there is stuff coming out of him it's not it was a good. lamb bone yeah <laughs> they can't move him they don't want to be seen by the man they think might be up there right so they brace Lewis's leg with an oar, and then Ed climbs up the rock face, free solo. Yeah, I was, that's exactly, I said, okay, free solo. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and he's like climbing up the rock face. It's getting so dark, and he looks down, and he goes, Christ, what of you? And I laughed so hard. <laughs> this is like throwaway delivery is so funny. I was having um, Zelda Breath of the Wild flashbacks, mm. because a lot of that video game is scaling well, oh. for me, the way I played, a lot of what I did was I scaled up the sides of things so I didn't have to walk so much, mm-hmm. and that I would jump down. Um, but after a while, especially early on, Link gets tired and just falls. Oh my god! And like you can rescue it sort of sometimes, but usually you can't. And I was just like, "You're gonna run out." Yeah. Especially because like he was breathing exactly the way Link breathes in the game. Aww. I was nervous. <laughs> and oh my god, this made me want to scream. Because at some point, he's, like, still hanging off the edge of the cliff. Uh-huh. And I guess is looking for motivation. So he takes out his wallet and looks at, at, at a picture of his wife and son and promptly drops the fucking wallet. <laughs> and Poor ever guy. since, um, it's Apollo, Apollo 13 is the big movie. Yeah, it's Apollo 13 because I watched it with my mom. Because that's the one with Tom Hanks, right? I've never seen it. Yeah, the, uh, that's the one with Tom Hanks. And I don't remember if it's him or uh, Gary Sinise, but one of the men... His wife is very distressed about him leaving to go on the the mission. And she, like, is in the shower and her wedding ring falls down the drain. Uh. And it's like, uh-oh. And so now anytime someone is holding something about their family that means something to them, I'm like, that shit, kiss it goodbye Don't right now. Don't drop it. And they always do. They always do. Mr. Butterfingers over here. He can scale a rock wall, but he can't hold onto a wallet. But like, wait, don't take it out right now. What's wrong with you? Now you're gonna have to call your like wait till you're somewhere comfortable. You're gonna have to get your you're gonna have to get a new ID, you idiot. <laughs> and that's just the beginning of your problems. Literally. It's also hysterical how egregiously day for night this scene is shot. Like everything is just blue. <laughs> Literally. Um so he basically he gets up there though, finally, and he takes a little nap. Yeah, like he sleeps till morning, it would seem. Yeah, yeah. And and then we see a man behind him. Yep. yep. So scary. I was not even like scary. I was just like exasperated. I was like, literally like I was frustrated because so much has just happened. We like it. We haven't had a fucking break. It's been like assault, fight, burial, drew, rapids, Lewis, free solo. This movie goes so fast. 
it's relentless like, i have so it's much crazy. to say about it but it's like it it starts and it ends you know yeah it just happens so quickly yeah so uh, they get into like kind of a shootout because like he he gets to cover eventually so ed is able to see the guy and he aims the bow and arrow at him but once again he's just shaking it's just like the deer all over again like he can't do it which i forgot was a problem mm-hmm. and i was like oh jesus fuck but he's able to like pull it back enough and let go that he gets a shot off we don't see where it goes because at the same moment the guy shoots his gun at him yeah and it knocks him over and he falls onto one of his spears and like gets him through the side it goes like all the way through him <laughs> i out loud went bro are you joking like screamed at my computer i yelled i yelled it's so like visceral and it's like after all this you fell under your spear and then he pulls it out oh uh, god like, like that's a great way to bleed out don't do that <laughs> i was like it'd be really funny though if the guy was just like oh my god are you okay like whoa that was crazy <laughs> you just fell on an arrow what the fuck but he doesn't say that. He approaches him with his gun. It seems like it's all over. Because he's like in his face with this gun. But then what happens, Tara? He fucking tilts forward and there is an arrow through his neck. It's amazing. I Everybody cheered. Dude. Everybody cheered. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Oh, but then everybody stops cheering because Ed gets up and he goes, no. And he looks at the guy and... And, like, he doesn't remember what the attacker looked like. And he's, like, yes, not and sure. and you can't either. Right, because why would you? So much has happened. Why would you remember what this guy looked like? Right, especially because he's not the primary attacker. So you have this image in your head. Mm-hmm. But you were so focused on everything else that's happened. God. And he lifts open, like he pulls his lips back and he's missing some front teeth, but it just doesn't look right to me. Yeah, because first he he lifts up his lip and he has a full set of teeth. And that's when oh, he does Ed's like, oh fucking shit. But then he like puts his finger in his mouth and they're dentures and he doesn't have his top ah. teeth. And that's when he's like, okay. So this probably was the right guy. But there's no way to totally You can't know. confirm. It feels awful. Not to be just as bad as, like, the people I'm calling out for being, like, nasty to these Appalachian people. Like, people be missing teeth. He's likely not the only person missing teeth who lives there. Yeah, and, like, that's just true of any area. Like, people can be missing teeth. And, like, I suppose, like, regardless, this man was pointing a gun at him and he was, like, within his rights to shoot him. But, like, that would be a tough thing to deal with if you thought you killed someone you didn't need to kill. Right, and he's demonstrably so like yeah. sha- like so shaken by even like thinking about having to kill an animal. Right, man, <laughs> I love movie. It's so fucking good. And then he's bringing the body down, and I was like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" But then I realized they have to hide it. Yeah, they can't get caught. After all this, they can't get caught. No, because that's the thing. Like, going to the police would be a huge risk. But once you decide to hide the body somebody says it you're looking at a murder charge yeah it's exponentially worse like if you flee if you hide evidence yeah and they've done all that right exactly so he like ties up the body and use and like secures the rope to a tree Mm -hmm. and like starts to rappel down and the the body's kind of weighting it down basically that rope but as he's going down we watch the rope scrape back and forth against the rock face and it is like so visibly shredding god fucking damn it 
And then incredibly suddenly, the rope snaps and alarmingly loud banjo music starts playing. Yay! And he plummets down. It was like so startling. It's because like so much of this movie happens in silence. And there's moments like that where it's like aggressive banjo. It's crazy, dude. Oh, but he lands in the water. So he's, yeah, he doesn't he's like fine. splat anywhere. Bobby helps pull him up. And my notes say, is Lewis dead back there? Because literally he looks super dead. There are so many moments where he looks very dead. Like his lips are just like cracked and pale and he's not oh moving. I'm like, he died. Literally. Well, that's the thing too. Cause you, I felt very unsure about it. Yeah. The whole time I was like, they're going to find out he's dead. But um, Bobby informs us that Lewis had like a very rough night. I imagine he um, did. Look at him. Yeah. No shit. Um, but they basically, they have the metal canoe that is not broken. Mm-hmm. So they they like wedge Lewis like kind of between underneath the seats. So he's straight in the middle. They're 100% going to waterboard him. You're right. Like there's no way they don't drown him in that canoe. They weight the body down with rocks, I guess. And um, sink it. And sink it right at, the, at that little kind of outcropping. Um, and they start to canoe away in the metal canoe. And they find Drew's body wedged up against a bunch of rocks and for a moment, I was so deathly fucking afraid he was going to wake up and not be dead yet. Because, like, he's mangled. Like, his body is contorted. Do you do you want to know something crazy? Do you have this fun fact? I do. Say it. I, I, I'm sorry. I was so curious about everything. So, Ronnie Cox, the actor, is double-jointed. So, he just threw his arm back over <laughs> his head. He's like, want me to do that? And they were like, yeah, dude. Bet. It's so... But it looks very wrong. Yeah. It's like so heartbreaking to see and they're playing like sad banjo music it's like dueling banjos like sad dueling sad. banjos yeah i was like okay it's yeah so no sad. fuck yes god i wrote actually kill me thank you it's oh, excuse me and like there's no end to it i think somebody says oh god there's no end to it i don't know I don't know if that was me or them. I <laughs> could have been either way. Cause it, it like the hits just keep on coming, you know? Exactly. Because they see Drew, but they have to take him with them. Yeah. They can't just leave him there because, oh my God, like that's also suspicious. They take him a little bit a ways away until there's somewhere they can like sink him safely yeah. and like tie him up with rocks. And Ed eulogizes him and says he was the best of us. Which he so fucking was. He was. Oh my god. He really, really aggressively was. And like we know these characters so well. We know enough about them. We're like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's the thing. God. Like we get it. And like the the fact that they like have to they have to lash him to the side of the canoe because they can't put another Awful. body in the fucking canoe. Oh, it's so terrible. And like I'm sitting there watching them and the fact that they have to sink him is so horrendous. Because it's like to give him the same treatment that they gave the yes. rapist and attackers. Yes is yeah it's so unfair it's so horrendous and like even bobby he's like like he's like i barely knew the guy and you're fucking right he was so wonderful yeah and we we learn like confirmed he also has a wife and two children yeah he's two like i think young sons Awful. i think they say they're back on their merry way and they approach some rapids again and, like, this is fucking up Lewis's shit so bad. Like, he's getting jostled all over oh the place. My God. I was, like, grimacing. It's awful to it's watch. It's horrendous. It is so horrendous. That's, like, I didn't even write anything because it's just like, oh, fuck, we're on the rapids again. I am so scared. Yeah, just more <laughs> of this shit. 
literally it's just like so scary and stressful to watch and like more so knowing that they were all doing that i cannot believe it how the fuck did they get away with that there are laws I'm turning into <laughs> literally <Drew. laughs> do you, there's deliverance fan fiction oh there has to be <laughs> wait i need to know right now go to ao3 and look up deliverance and tell me how many fix there are because that's my favorite vibe is like the 70s men that just are in love with each yeah. other i wrote one hey if you can tweet me a link to my own Jaws fan fiction, the we will give goal. you a shout out on the Twitter. We'll give you a shout out and $5. <laughs> Literally, I will Venmo you $5. Do you want to know how many, Riley? How many? 14. 14? So they finally get off the rapids and I have written, oh shit, Bobby's down. And then I went, oh, he's up because he like collapses forward with relief. I like legitimately was so surprised that they made it back. Like, I don't know what I thought would happen, but I was like, oh, they, like, they're actually back to civilization. Like, they're not, like, going to be stuck on this river forever and die out here. I was like, oh, my God. And there's, like, a chunk of movie left. Yeah. Not a ton, but there's some. It's like, whoa. Um, But they basically get to this little, like, it's not a grotto. It's like a little, I don't know. I'm going to say outcropping again. They basically, they get to this calm part of the water. Also, they, they canoe past this like beautiful section of these like trees that are growing up out of the water Mm -hmm. dude stunning river it's so fucking beautiful yeah at this point they're getting out of the canoes and i like remembered ed is also very seriously injured yeah he got fucking stabbed um but they're they're starting to get out of the canoes and like fig- they're trying to figure out what to do and they're like by a construction site again mm-hmm. um like similar to what we saw in the very beginning but they're like all right we have to get our story straight like everything happened right here yeah like lewis broke his leg here right on those last rapids that's where drew died that's the story there's no need for him to look farther up the river than that right exactly he's like he's um because Bobby's like, well, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We shouldn't, like, make up a lie. We should just say, like, things happened at different points. He's like, no, because if they start looking up river, they're going to find the bodies. Yeah. So they paddle a further ways away to get to Aintree? Antry. One of those two. One probably. of those two. They get there. They pull up their boats. There's a Church of Christ there. And mm-hmm. also, their cars are actually there, which none of them expected. Yeah, they're like, I, cause I think it's Bobby. No, Ed's like, are you sure they're not going to steal our fucking cars? And Lewis is like, don't assume things like that. How could you? These are good people. And it's like, well, you're yelling at them an awful lot. Yeah. But their cars are indeed there. Um, and they, they get somebody and they call an ambulance for Lewis. Yeah, it's like a very nice family with a dog. And it's just like such oh, a yeah. relief to see friendly people. That's right. Because he's like, you got a phone? And they're like, yeah. Like, what's going on And he on just is, you? like, standing there for a minute, and he's like, can I use it? Like, it's, oh, man, dude. Like, to see people that aren't actively trying to hurt you or kill you yeah, is yeah. such a relief. Dude, fuck. <laughs> I'm saying words right now. I also, in the margins at this point, have written episode title, Men Ruin Everything. Mm. Because men ruin things in this movie, and then men ruined the movie. True. In real life. True. <laughs> By being assholes. That's an excellent um, point. That's a little bit of a non sequitur. I don't know if that would draw in a lot of our mostly male listeners. (laughs) Not you guys. We love you men. We like you guys. Not all men. Not all men. (laughs) Not our listeners. Anyway. (laughs) You guys love us. We're funny. We say things like that. It's so cute and quirky. (laughs) 
So <laughs> Lewis, they take Lewis to the hospital and like presumably also treat Ed. Yeah. Um, yes, because he then comes into this place that they're staying at and like everyone's having this big like nice little dinner. I don't know if I can speak about this scene without crying. This scene That's fucked really me up. Fair. It's no, it's so fucking intense. And there's a really, yeah, it's a lot. Before we get into the really tense stuff, there's a very big pitcher of milk on the table and yeah. that made me laugh. <laughs> they just have like this wonderfully huge like home-cooked meal and this table full of like local people who just like want to feed them and make sure they're okay. And it's a way that Ed and Bobby are sitting across from each other at the table and like they just like don't really say anything to each other. Yeah. But there's just like there is so much pain between them and because Mm -hmm. like they are the ones who primarily experienced this really awful thing together and it's like one of those weird earth keeps turning moments where like something happens to you that you're like everything should be different now and everyone else should feel like i feel like there's just people like enjoying their dinner because like the world keeps spinning and like shit keeps happening and it's like how do you be in the real world after something like so insurmountable happens to you and it's so the moment that really got me is that one of the women at the table is, uh, says to Ed, because she's sitting next to him, she's like, oh, would you like something to eat? And he's like, oh, yes, please, because they haven't really probably been eating much. Yeah. And she puts some stuff on his plate, and he, like, takes a forkful and just fucking breaks down crying. And it's so yeah. much. And everyone gets really quiet because, like, nobody knows what to do. Right. There's this man, like, sobbing into his dinner. And, like, Literally. Bobby doesn't even say anything. Like, they just kind of ignore it. And then Bobby's like, check out that corn. Like, he, like, changes yes. the subject in a way that's, like, so, so, like, it's not out of malice. Like, it is, there's no, so much No, it's grace shielding him. It's that. very much protecting him from, the like, from everyone. Because it makes Ed smile. Yeah, and everyone falls into the conversation so quick. They're like, yeah, it's delicious corn. Because they also don't want him to feel so looked at. Right, because right. like, Bobby's like, yeah, you're crying. That makes a lot of sense. Look at this fucking corn. Like, Right, exactly. It's so, like... And, like, they're friends. Yeah. You know? Yes. That's the other thing. Yes, because we know about, like, their individual relationships. And, like, those are friends. Yeah. And that's a friend yeah. thing to do. So it's basically, like, the next morning, mm-hmm. right? And um, Bobby, again, is already kind of out and about. And we we see Ed, like, wake up and start to get dressed and everything. And we hear Bobby out in the hallway talking to the cops. Yeah. And the cops are like, oh, who are you traveling with? And, like, what exactly happened? And he's like, okay, well, we went down this really intense thing of rapids. And our friend Drew died and Lewis broke his leg and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah. The cop's like, okay, and leaves. Ed, like, bursts out of the room and, like, slams Bobby against a wall and is like, what the fuck did you say to them? And he's like, I said what we agreed we were going to say. He's like, I stuck to the story, but they don't believe us. Like, there's no fucking way they believe us. Because they found part of the other canoe. So, they know that they're lying. Yeah, like, canoes can't drift up river. Yeah. But the thing is, so they go like down to the river with the cops. We're like combing the river, basically. But they have no evidence that they can hold them with right now. Right. It's so, like desperately just looking for fucking anything to keep these guys here. And like they're they're asking like the most obvious leading questions, like, "Do you recognize that?" And Bobby's like, "I don't know. I don't think that's ours." And we find out one of the police officers named Deputy Queen 
um, has a brother-in-law that recently went missing. He went hunting in the woods and hasn't come home. It like there's a pit in my stomach thinking about that shit. Because either option is so horrible. Yes. Because either that's one of the rapists or that is an innocent man that Ed killed. Yes. Fuck. Either way, bad news. And this guy does not fucking trust um, a single word that Bobby says. And like the police captain or whatever, who I think is John Dickey, the author. Yeah, I know he's one of the sheriffs. I just don't know which one. He's the one who's like, it might be, it might be fine. You know, like, these guys might be innocent. We don't really know. But, right, Drew is right, because now everybody knows that you lied about everything. And it's so much worse. They they can't hold them, so they have to let them go. So they're on their way to visit Lewis, and they're they're being driven um, to the hospital by some guy. And he's, like, kind of giving them, like, a quick little tour of, like, things around. He's like, oh, that's, like, he's pointing out, like, landmarks. And he's like, yeah, all this land's going to be covered in water soon. Best thing to happen to this town. And it's interesting to see, like, that kind of unrest within the community. Yeah. Because we've only been seeing aggression kind of coming from the community to the interlopers. Right. Which, like, is is kind of problematic mm-hmm. in the way it happens and is manifested to be like, these people are so anti-outsider that they do this, like, unspeakable thing. And it's like... Right. And they finally get to the hospital... And, like, it's shallow grave all over again of, like, we have to make sure everybody is on the same page. Right, but they say to them, they're like, so your friend hasn't woken up yet and might lose his leg. And so yeah. they're like, they can't, like, confirm the story with him because he's been unconscious this whole time. Right, he's, like, in a coma. Right. Ed, like, sidles up to Lewis and grabs his hand and he says, like, we have to change our story while the doctor's out of the room. And while he's right. holding his hand... Lewis wakes up and opens his eyes. The doctor walks back in and Lewis says, what happened? I don't remember nothing. Perfect save. Like, it's almost like, was he pretending to be in a coma so he wouldn't have to answer questions until they were all together? Like, and it's like so shady, but also really tender. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of with that all squared away, I guess Lewis is in the hospital to continue recovering. Yeah, because he might get his leg amputated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't really like, get closure on that. Yeah, we really don't. Um, but Bobby and Ed kind of go back to their cars and I'm so sad about Drew because also I forgot to mention this part of how we like totally know he's dead is that they see part of his guitar, like all bashed up floating in the water. He had like a waterproof case for it and everything. It's so fucking sad. I'm so fucking sad. But what kills me is that Bobby who knows him the least out of everybody because, like, he's... I don't think Bobby and Drew ever really share a canoe. They shared a tent. They did share a tent. But he's like, do you want me to go talk to his wife? Yeah. Like, that he offers to do that? I can't. Ed, but Ed insists, like, no, I'll go talk to, to Drew's family. And as they're getting ready to leave, who shows up but, like, head honcho cop? Yeah. Which, like, to be fair, he was less suspicious of them. But the fact that he's back now does not bode well. Not a good feeling like, in my tummy oh, you're on your way out? And they're like, uh-huh. And he's like, so here's my question. Yeah. Why do you guys have four fucking life jackets at the end of all that? Like, why was that a thing? They have a perfectly good answer for. That's the thing. Because like, I'm sweating it. And like, I think Ed almost sweats it for a second. No, yeah. Bobby's really sweating it. And Ed's like, no, no. we Because Bobby's like, did we have four? I think we had an extra. He's like, no, we didn't have an extra. Yeah, we had four. That's Drew didn't wear he's his. Like, yeah, and he's like, why wouldn't Drew wear his? And, like, 
because he was getting ready to take his own life because right. he couldn't deal with the fact that we they just killed a man. You can't explain that. You can't tell him that. So he like he like looks he's like so stone faced like I don't know. And the guy's like, "You're sure?" Like seems like you'd you'd you would understand why. Like you would have talked to him about that. He's like, "No, I don't know." And that's the sheriff looks at them and says, "Don't ever do nothing like this again. Don't come back here." And they're like, we assure you, we yeah. never fucking will. What he says is so interesting, too, because he says, I'd kind of like to see this town die peaceful. Yeah. Like, like it's almost be. like he knows. Yeah. He, he totally knows, but he can't prove it. But also, like, the idea of, like, I want to see this town die peacefully. Like, he knows that they could take the town down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. with their, like, privilege almost. I don't know. Right. Maybe I'm reaching there. No. But I thought there was something interesting of that. Because it's, like, a bunch of, like, wealthy white guys, like, got seriously injured and died in this, like, backwater town or whatever. Right. It's a bad know. look. So, Bobby and Ed say their goodbyes to each other. And Ed takes a moment to stop and just, like, look at the river and just observe it. And then he takes a little peek into the woods. And there's a bunch of people and machinery digging up graves or digging new graves. I couldn't tell what they yeah. were doing, which direction no, they were going right. in. That was so wild. I fucking forgot about that. I don't maybe they're like moving the graves because the towns or this area is going to be completely flooded, so they're moving the graves somewhere else. They don't get a poltergeist situation. Also what's really interesting is as they're leaving, I think Bobby says to Ed like, "We're not going to see each other for a while after this." Yeah. Cuz it's like it would just reopen that wound. Right. You know? I like that they um, acknowledge that. That felt very realistic in a way that, like, we don't get a lot. Yeah. To be like, oh, like, <laughs> we're not going to see each other for a while. That was so fucked up. Yeah. Like, um, so Ed goes home. And we, so I think we sort of see him tell his wife everything that happened. Because mm. there's this kind of moment I wonder them. if he did. That's true. Yeah. Everything, probably not. But I'm sure he's like, uh, so Drew died on the fucking right. river. Yeah. No, you're right, though. There's no way he went through everything and, like, yeah. we killed a guy and all that. That would suck, though, because that's something you would really want to tell your wife about, I would imagine. Right. No, absolutely. But they have, like, a very brief thing, and you see her looking kind of sad, and then he, like, ruffles his son's hair, and, like... And I think the next thing we see is the river. And, like, we kind of see, like, a couple of bubbles come to the surface, and up comes this, like, fucking milky white hand out of the water jesus fucking christ yeah and we just see ed sit bolt upright in bed it's and like we see this so many times in like later horror movies like this happens Mm -hmm. in carrie this happens in friday the 13th like this is the thing of like the nightmare jump scare what do they call it like the seat shocker or something like oh i don't know jumps you out of your seat like right before the movie ends (laughs) right it's like the killer coming back for one last scare kind of a thing i mean not really but And then he just like, he lies awake in bed holding his wife. His wife falls back asleep. He's wide awake and the credits just roll over his face. Like, not like a still shot. Like he's still like blinking and moving and we just hold on him. Awful. Because like that shit doesn't go away. You don't just like go home, hug your wife and kid and like, good thing that's over. Like that shit is with you forever Forever. And then we end on another shot of the river. And I thought I saw bubbles come up, but we don't see anything. God fucking damn it, Deliverance. Like, dude, holy shit. Tara, final thoughts? Like, what the fuck? It's so amazing. Why didn't anyone tell me how good this movie is? Literally. All I had ever heard about this movie was like, squeal like a pig, dueling banjos. 
That's the thing. And like, like those people... are incredible scenes, mind you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But this movie's so fucking good. People don't know how to talk about men being assaulted. People yes. don't understand. Like people can't process it. Yeah. It's either like a joke or like right. so graphically horribly upsetting. How could anyone ever watch it? Which like it is that it is upsetting. That's like the clear. first time I remember thinking I was going to throw up watching a movie was watching Pulp Fiction when Marcellus Wallace is assaulted. Mm-hmm. Like it's always so egregious and like it is here, but like it's not just like, I don't know because we talk about like how much do we even need to be depicting rape on screen? And like yes. this felt productive. Yes. And because I think a lot of it, while again we did see what was going on it wasn't like close-up shots of ed's yeah close-up shots of bobby's face as it was happening or like we didn't linger on the act itself it was like look at the effect that this act has on this group of people and like so much of it is also we see bobby experiencing the trauma after yeah i mean like we do see a little bit of it as it happens yeah we Um, do we see we see more than we probably need to i would argue yes but it, there's also something to just, like, I don't know, in the 70s being, like, and this can fucking happen. Yeah. I don't because, know. Like, I don't know. Not that I'm, like, campaigning for more male rape in film. But no. Like, I can't think. I don't think I could count no. more than, like, on one hand the number of times I've seen that in a movie. No. And it, well, it's, like, the um, the Midsummer thing with um, with Jack Rayner where he's, like, yeah. so many times in horror movies, women have to run for their lives butt-ass naked. I'm going to fucking run for my life butt-ass naked. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, if you compare, like, the percentage yes. of, like, female rape we see on screen versus male rape on screen, it's, like, so disparate. Yeah. Like, there's no... I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say about that. It's just... Not no, that, like, it's, it's good to see. Like, that's not what no. I mean. No, but the idea that, like, a movie can acknowledge that it's real and it affects you and, like, like, like that men can be victims of this thing. And, like, it's just handled so well because he's not, like, his buddies aren't, like, oh, my God, can't whack a whack it. Like, it's not, it's not yeah. funny. It's not funny for a no, fucking second. No, exactly. And they all treat it with, like, gravity. Yeah. Like, even Lewis. Like, Lewis isn't, like, hey, yeah. chubby, like, did you... I don't even want to say anything he might say no. about it. No, 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 but exactly. I, man, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm just impressed with it. I'm just impressed yeah, with it. it's really good. Yeah. I think it's a great fucking movie, dude. Holy shit. Um, so, Tara, what do you think the Bravo TV network chose as the 63rd scariest movie moment of all time? All right, I know I say this every time there's assault in a movie, but is this the time that Eli Roth was like, wow, that assault sure was scary. Eli Roth is not present for this segment, but it is that scene. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, holy fucking shit. It's so harrowing. And, like, I sobbed in the aftermath of that scene. It's like, I agree. It is It is terrifying. It's so I, heavy like, and it's so awful. And it's terrifying. And, like, also, the like, the way it's just weaponized, like, against Ed as well. And, right. Uh, it's literally, like, from the moment he's, like, you get up against that tree, you drop your pants. It is terrifying. Because you know like, exactly what's about to happen. Yes. And you watch it happen in real time and hear it. And it is so And it's so drawn out. And it's, yeah, it's fucking Because I was, horrendous. I texted you because I wanted you to have the timestamps to be aware. Yes. And like, it starts yes. around 40 minutes and it ends, like, seven minutes after that. Like, that is yeah. so fucking long. Yeah, dude. I was, I was watching um, an interview. It was a Conan O'Brien interview that he did with Burt Reynolds, like, shortly before he died. So, like, not too long ago. And he was... Burt Reynolds was furious that Ned Beatty wasn't nominated for this performance. Like he like yes! hit the arm of the chair. He was like, should have been nominated. Like 
decades and decades later still pissed about it. I'm like, me too. Fuck yeah, he's right. I read a thing where he was like, he did like a nude centerfold for Cosmopolitan. Go off. Yeah. Love that he did that. And he's like, I think that's why we didn't win Best Picture. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you're fucking right. The Academy are fucking cowards. They would have never nominated anyone from this movie for Best Actor. Yeah, no. Like, so the special just opens with Rob Riggle and Rob Hubel going, oh, God. (laughs) They're fucking right. (laughs) Yeah, you said said, uh, Rob Riggle and, and Rob Hubel, and I got nervous. Well, you should be because... This is mm-hmm. the most, like, apparent. This is the most egregiously, like, early 2000s the special gets. There's yeah. a lot of tasteless jokes. Okay. Although they are primarily, like, hillbilly jokes, for lack of mm-hmm. a better term. Mm-hmm. They, they use the R slur. It's just, it's not the <laughs> finest moment from yes, this special. Um, but, like, I think they really don't poke fun at the scene that they're talking about, which is interesting to me. I, yeah, I guess, really, if you're trying to be like, and this is the scariest fucking thing that happens in the movie, you can't be like, doo, 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 you like, can't you be know. silly about it. Yeah. Um, and that's Rob Riggle and Rob Hubel also talk about your first mistake is do not mock the locals, which is yes. really true. Yeah. Then, but then they proceed to mock the locals. And I'm like, guys. What have we learned? I fucking can't. <laughs> um, I can't. Also, Ryder Strong is here again, and he is so passionate about deliverance. Like, he's talking with so much excitement. He's, like, sitting Dude, up in his seat. Yeah. He's, like, bouncing. He's smiling. He's, like, and he's just, like, so adamant about, like, you just have to notice, like, how they don't care at all about this place or these people. Like, it's a selfish thing. They want to accomplish something here. Yes. And I'm like, yes, Ryder Strong. He's so right because it's so clearly like a death wish. It's not just like we love nature. Like we want to be one with the earth. Like it's not hippy dippy crunchy granola. It's like we are men. We will conquer this river before it is taken over. Literally. It's like our last chance to be so manly. Literally. How can we make a river about us? (laughs) Literally. Um, We also have Eric Christian Olsen again who talks about how the, the scene in particular, the squeal like a pig mm-hmm. scene, is so scary because it escalates so drastically. Yes. And comes out of fucking nowhere. Like, they just pull yep. their canoes over and all of a sudden, yep. this horror show is going on. Fuck. And also Olivia Hussey is there. <laughs> I was I was just being like, oh my god, wouldn't it be crazy if Olivia Hussey was there? Literally all she says is, oh, it's very frightening. I love her. And then the other funny thing about it is her little lower third credit. It says Olivia Hussey, Psycho 4. And I'm like, don't you mean Black Christmas? Like, Yeah, what's wrong with you? She was in Psycho 4, but is that what she's like most known for? It was really funny. I hate it. Oh, I it. thought you were just gonna say like psycho, and I was because I know she wasn't in psycho. They're like Olivia Hussey, like local psychopath. (laughs) Anyway. I love Deliverance. Me too, man. I'm so happy I watched it. Yeah, because I never would have. I never would have because I had seen the scene. So I was like, I don't need to watch that whole oh, movie. God. Right. Yeah, of course, because you've seen the special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Because it's like you hear that and you're like, I don't need to see that. But right. like, And you don't. But like, you do. It's, it's so it's so well done. Like It's beautiful. It doesn't make sense how beautiful it is. It's such a good movie. And it's so like, I don't know. It's just so empathetically it was done. so unexpected. It was such an unexpected joy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did not. I was like, this movie's going to be so fucked up. And then it was like, actually, this movie was like kind of ahead of its time. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Dude. 
man come on good <laughs> movie. Say, literally all i can say are like single noun i like immediately gave it five stars on letterboxd i was like i don't care this movie's amazing hey riley hi tara what movie are we watching next week next week we're watching a film from the year 1941 directed by george wagner and it's called the wolfman oh my god we're watching like the og werewolf movie yeah whoa oh my god that's so exciting what the fuck i'm pretty lit about it's classic universal monster movie yeah we often have a lot of fun with those we do (laughs) i've never seen it have you seen it i have not I've seen like, I feel like around Halloween time, like I see clips from the Wolfman, but I've never watched the Wolfman. The summary here says, after his brother's death, Larry Talbot returns home to his father and the family estate. Events soon take a turn for the worse when Larry is bitten by a werewolf. Hey, oh, got him. Sounds like this plot, the plot of this movie is local man turns into werewolf. (laughs) And why shouldn't it be? Yeah, for real. Dude. I think that'll be a nice like palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, after a very intense. Aw, dude, that's so exciting. Let's fucking go. That's like it it certainly will be lighter fare than what yeah. we've been serving <laughs> up lately. Yeah. We deserve a treat. We do. Sometimes we tweet things, sometimes they're fun to read. And you can follow us on Twitter at Fright Your Life. And you can follow us on Instagram at you guessed it, Fright Your Life. <laughs> Um, you and you can also follow us at frightyourlife at gmail.com. Can you? I don't I don't remember our email address. That might have been I don't lie. either. But who knows? You could try it. I don't know. Yeah, you'll get someone. Yeah. Sorry. Or maybe no one. Maybe I'm it'll like, bounce. Tara, can you do the outro? And then I interrupt you every <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> no. Um, I, I'm the problem here. We all know that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if you wanted to follow Riley and I individually on Twitter, you could do that at Tara Elwood and at Riley Cassidy one um and hey maybe while you're at it um watch the wolfman and join us next week as we try to give you the, the fright, fright of, of your, your life, life. Ooh. Ooh.